Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to this special Musicals with Cheese announcement. Today I am joined by the host of Patreon with Cheese over on our Patreon. It's Elizabeth Estes. Hello. Hello. Liz, I'm happy to be here. What are we doing today? Because what month is it? It is March. And what does that mean? March Madness. Yeah. I, I know sports, kind of. Sports are fun. For those I, of us. I know who... way more about sports than Jess. Just yes. saying. Yes, she, she 100% does. But for those of you who are not following us over on Twitter.com, we are currently going through a big March Madness bracket to decide an episode that we're going to cover in April of 2022. And you can be involved. You have a hand in deciding what we could cover in April. Um, so what is this, 32 picks? Like, there's 32 yeah. options here. And yeah, it's not 32. That's 32. And we've got four regions. Let's just start with region one. Um, Hollywood which is movie musicals. Hell yeah. All right. So what we got first is... In our first bracket, it's Singing in the Rain versus Yentl. So I didn't add any seeds to these because I can't I can't rank musicals. I love all musicals the same. You do. You do. So, so between Singing in the Rain and Yentl, who do you think is going to win? Singing. Really? Yeah. Singing. Come on, Barbara Streisand? No, singing. All right, all right. It's okay. singing. Like, Singing in the Rain is one of like, the best movie musicals of all time. You're not wrong, but so is Yentl. Mandy That's Pachanka true, naked. but Yentl is very un- underrated, you could say. I've been meaning to see Yentl for a while, and I still haven't caught it. So Yeah. And just so you know, all of these will be movies. Um, A lot of people complain that we do too many stage shows, so I figured this would be a good way to decide what movie musicals you guys want us to talk about. Yeah, we love a uh, movie musical. All right, and next in the bracket, we have An American in Paris and Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Seven Brides. Okay, I think American, honestly. I, my my yeah. book's on American because that, that's become very popular. It has. I and think so, it will probably win. I think Seven Brides has an age grade. Yeah, but I honestly, the barn raising scene alone. Yeah, yeah. Magnificent direction. Hard to disagree there. Yeah, um, sure. It does not age well. Fully agree. <laughs> I fully agree. It's really bad. But there's some good in there. Um, then we have the Umbrellas of Schoenberg and State Fair. I didn't know what either of these were, so I had to Google them. All right. What did you discover? I discovered uh, one of them is French and one of them is a Rogers and Hammerstein joint. Uh, so I went yeah, with Rogers and Hammerstein one. I don't know. I think I might say Umbrellas of Schoenberg might take this one. Because State yeah. Fair, nobody really knows about that one. Yeah, I didn't know it existed. It's it's the first Roger Hammerstein musical to only be written for TV. Yeah, which movie. is interesting. It's, it's a very interesting, interesting fact. But, like, um, but Umbrellas, I think, is technically more popular and well-known. Probably. I know that Juliet Antonio, our cheesekeeper, really likes the Umbrellas of Schoenberg. Yeah, I it looked really interesting. I will probably check it out if I can find it. I'm honestly hoping that'll be like the underdog win, but I, I don't think so. We'll see. We'll see. All right. And the final bracket we have in the Hollywood movie musicals is Dr. Doolittle versus Fame. What a showdown that is. What a, I don't. Oh, God. So Rex Harrison talk singing or a bunch of people dancing in leotards. Now, there's a lot of fun minutes. to do with Dr. Doolittle. There's a lot of like 
things to dive into that, like how it destroyed the movie musicals, all the behind yeah. the scenes drama, all the marketing. It's like, yes. like, like look up the look up the dolls they made for the Doctor Doolittle movie like, back in the day. It. They're horrifying. I have seen the doll in person many times because there were so many of them. Anytime you go to a thrift store, you're bound to see at least one of those Doctor Doolittle dolls. I say, if you haven't seen the, look it up. It's horrifying. And I like Rex Harrison. He's very good in My Fair Lady, but... Yeah, he's very good as Henry Higgins doing talk singing. But Dr. Jewel doing talk singing. And Fame. I don't much like Fame. I didn't like the stage show when I covered it on the show. I don't like the movie. Um, All about Fame is that someone dies. Just kind of a boring story. There's a lot of dancing. I'm not a big dance fan, but people love the Fame movie, so... Yeah, I will. I'm. I'm gonna go for Doolittle as the underdog here, but yeah. I yeah, think yeah, Fame yeah. will probably take it. That's fair. All right, next we're going into Region Two. Disney. Um. All right. So first up, we got Enchanted versus Descendants. Enchanted. Yeah. Easy. No Easy. question. I <laughs> thought that the Youngs would really be like Descendants. You know, that is the kind of the new thing. Yeah. I I've seen Descendants. It's okay. Yeah, but kids love it. Like kids, that's their yeah, crack. The kids love Descendants, and it's entertaining. It's fun trash. <laughs> if you're an adult. <laughs> hey, speaking of fun trash. We got Geppetto, which, if you don't remember, was the Drew Carey starring Pinocchio movie they made for TV um, versus the Disney Channel original musical Freaky Friday, written by the same composers as Next to Normal. Musical Hell has a great video on both of these. Yeah, um, I would love to have her on for one of these, but honestly, I'd prefer to pull her into something she hasn't already covered. So maybe for her to fame or something. I feel like Freaky is going to take it just because it's written by Brian Yorkie. I think Geppetto might take it for and meme put, value. I I love Geppetto as a meme. Like I'm I'm an avid viewer of uh, old school Who's line, and there's so many Geppetto, Geppetto jabs jokes. towards Drew Carey. <laughs> it's the best. Like there's this one Caesar hat where like worst like worst present you can give someone, and then Greg gives Wayne just like it's a DVD <laughs> of Geppetto, <laughs> and Wayne Brady is in Geppetto. So yeah. <laughs> Wayne's like, I'm in it. I liked it. I liked it. And <laughs> Drew is like, I do not like it. <laughs> uh, I don't think Drew Carey's even that bad in it. No, he's okay. I actually like... kind of like Geppetto. Is the thing. Steven Schwartz wrote a good score. Who would have guessed? Oh, that was Schwartz? Oh, damn. Yeah, that's like his pre-Wicked like, oh. musical. Oh, that's that's a good, good place to start. I mean, he did Pippin and all that, but this was like his first collaboration with Disney That's like, true. on his own because I think he had done Hunchback and nothing yeah. alone yet. Yeah, he did. He did do Hunchback. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's um, why I like Hunchback so much. Yeah. He, Steven Schwartz writes a good score. He Next, we have two of two, a bunch that I know won't win, but I really hope it could win. Next, we have Darby O'Gill and the Little People. I, I have to look this up too. All right. I, you know the only reason why I know this song exists, or the show exists? Because Sean Connery's in it? Yeah, I know that, but a thousand years ago, the, the nostalgia critic called this the scariest movie of all time. <laughs> well, you, know, you know, the scariest movie of all time is to boldly flee. Let's just yes, say yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Just the runtime alone has me... It's the runtime alone made me horrified. I still watched the whole thing because I was a fan, but god damn do I regret getting my three hours... I need my three hours back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's up against Pete's Dragon, which is also three hours. Yeah, I've only seen the remake of Pete's Dragon, which I actually liked. Yeah, it's directed by the same director as The Green Knight. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. 
Yeah, like, um, I, re- I would actually recommend it. Um, also, I I I like Dar- I'm only voted. I only voted for Dario Gill because John Connery's in it, and I want to see that. <laughs> I know he sings in it. Yes, which seems funny as hell to me. So I want to see that. The only thing funnier than Sean Connery singing is Clint Chris Walken singing because he oh. sings in that Puss in Boots musical that he made with Canon Films. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, all right. Next, we have bed knobs and broomsticks versus Popeye. One of these is really bad. <laughs> I've seen Popeye numerous times. Uh, I want Popeye to win just for the entertainment value, but I also don't want to torture you people, torture you guys. I like Popeye. It's a sad thing. I think Popeye I, is a quality, stylized film made by Robert Altman. Yeah, Robert Altman, for those of you who don't know, is a director who's mildly insane. Yeah, maybe? mildly is putting it nicely. Mild. Uh, Robert Altman makes movies that are just very I mean, scattered. Like MASH, the original yeah. MASH. Yeah, a lot of his movies are very much people talking over each other for 90 minutes with, like, very little plot. And let's just say Popeye's so different. Popeye's it's... exactly the same, except they sing sometimes Robin Williams is like, oh, blow me down, and 50 other people are talking at the it's same time. It's an entire time. song that's just Robin Williams talking under his breath with musical underscore to me. Blow me down, oh, And then we have Shelley Duvall trying to sing one line for three minutes. But they use that score. The the he needs me, he needs me, yeah. he needs. They and use they that in punch drunk. Use that in the punch drunk club trailer, right? <laughs> Which is why it's so confusing. I like Popeye. It's a stylized comic book yeah. movie. I wish more things were also, like. Bed knobs is Angela Lansbury in it. That's cool. But I want Popeye. To I want Popeye. Like I really hope Popeye knocks Bed knobs out the water. But I know Bed knobs has this deep fan base. Yeah, um, I know one of our pages is a big fan of Bed knobs. Yeah, um, and we won't be talking about the stage musical of any of these. So if there is a stage music, we're not touching on it. We're going to stick strictly in the movie. Let's go on to the next region, because that completes region, region two. Um, <clears throat> we've got musician movies. Or jukebox musicals. Yeah, or jukebox musicals. So in our first group, we have a Star is Born versus Selena. And it's all Star is Born adaptations. All which, for them. <laughs> which was probably unfair to Selena. Yeah, uh, Selena's probably really good uh, i mean me you see selena i like it J- j-lo is perfect in that movie yeah uh, but star is born yeah yeah I, I i think a star is born will make like an all-time great episode of musicals with cheese i just don't know if i'm prepared to do it it's gonna take time yeah time effort it might turn into a great episode like that you turn into a video one day but yeah it could be like the cabaret episode i like that that's fun um yeah and that cabaret video is good too that cabaret video is great. Um, next, let's talk about Across the Universe versus Bohemian Rhapsody. I love Across the Universe. I really do. I love Across the Universe too. Um, I, me I, and Musical Hell did a video on it a thousand years yeah. ago. I, I I watched that a thousand years ago. Yeah. Back when I didn't know. Back when I didn't know you. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's weird. I'm glad we're friends now. That's weird. I I watched your videos when I was like high school. <laughs> I made the videos in like high school. This weirds me out. Anyway, but I love Across the Universe. I love I love it's like I listen to the soundtrack version of the soundtrack Across the Universe sometimes when I'm bored. Yeah, me too. Like the Hey Jude version by Joe Anderson. Hell yeah. And whatever happened to Jim Sturgis? I don't... He just disappeared off the face of the world. Uh, he's been doing like indie movies. <clears throat> He's been doing smaller movies, basically. I follow him on social media for some reason, so sometimes he promotes his weird direct video shit. It's like, oh, that's what you're doing now. Just, just you know who was originally cast in Across the Universe, though? Who? Reeve Carney. <laughs> oh god, that would have been so good. 
It was so good. Yeah. Um, our our boy Reeve. Yeah. Let's move on to what what do you think is going to win between that? Across the universe. Uh, across the universe. Because I, I watch Bohemian Rhapsody and I hate think it's terrible. So. I think Bohemian's gonna take it just because people It probably involved. will, but I hate Bohemian Rhapsody. It's I am not... Bohemian Rhapsody. But I'm gonna try to get Maggie Mayfish on with us for Bohemian yes, Rhapsody. That'd be so good. So if that does happen, I'll try to pester her to get on. I know she's busy, she just got married, so Oh, that's oh that's amazing. Congrats, Maggie. Yeah. Um then we have Two comedy uh, musicals, and it's Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny and Walk Hard. Now, Liz, if Walk Hard wins, you'll be joining us for that episode. Yes! I probably peaked my mic there, and I'm sorry. Yes! I think Tenacious D will probably take Tenacious it. Tenacious D will probably take it. I know, but I love Walk Hard. That was a very unfair hard. of me to put those up against each other. I love Walk Hard so much. I know. Walk Hard is like one of the best films ever made. Seriously, it's so funny. If you have not seen it, please watch it. Yeah, it destroyed an entire genre of films in a way that no like, other spoof has. If you see Bohem, if you see Bohemian Rhapsody, it takes the structure of Walk Hard, which is a parody of its parody of those types of movies. Exactly. It copies the structure of Walk Hard. It's so fucking funny. Uh, Walk Hard is so good. Listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. John C. Riley is so good in it. He's could he. He's got a singing voice unlike anyone else's. Jenna Fisher, fantastic. Kristen Wiig for the two seconds she's on screen, fantastic. <laughs> I think Kristen Wiig marries the monkey in the end. I think she does. Isn't that great? You can't leave a 14-year-old wife. <laughs> Kristen Wiig is an adult woman at this point. Just, <laughs> it doesn't make it fun. She's an adult woman. It's like, I'm Dewey's 13-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> They show Dewey at 13. Um, he's he's a young child at the beginning, but at 13, he's played by John C. Riley, <laughs> And he's surrounded by teenagers. It's so good. <laughs> Watch Walk Hard. It's so Walk good. Hard's the funniest. Clover Walk Hard's like, I could be on an episode of Musicals with Cheese. Come on, you've been on the main feed. You're on the main feed right now. Come I on. Know, but I want to be on the Musicals with Cheese. <laughs> okay. Then we've got Rocket Man versus Purple Rain. Oh, I love Rocket Man. It's really tough. Rain's I love win. Rocket Man, though. I love Rocket Man. I think Purple Rain's going to take this. Purple Rain probably take it, but I think Rocket Man is a very underrated movie, and we need to talk about it more. <laughs> yeah. Um. And we'll do like big winners later. Um. So finally, we're in Region Four: the animation domination. Yes. Fox. The non-Disney animation. Yeah. None of these are Disney animations. Um. So first, we got Strange Magic, which was the last Lucasfilm project before Disney bought it. Versus Nomeo and Juliet. Nomeo will definitely take it. Um, I'm really, really rooting for Strange Magic, I'm though. also rooting for Strange Magic, because I find Strange, Ma- Strange Magic st- weirdly compelling. Alan Cummings in it, I have not seen it, and I just want an excuse to actually sit down yeah. and watch it. Yeah, no, I will. I would want to check out, like, your guys' thoughts on it, so... Like, Maybe I'd probably day. watch it myself at some point, if it was available. So, oh, it's on Disney+, Plus. never mind. I can watch it anytime I want. Exactly. I gotta watch West Side Story. Yeah, West Side Story comes first. Then we have Vivo versus Over the Moon, which our friend Hex, um, who runs the Discord, was very mad at me for putting up against one another. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hex loves both these movies. I have not seen either of them. I know Lin-Manuel did the music for Vivo, and so did uh, Kira Allegrita Hudis, who wrote the script and book to In the Heights did the script. Yeah. And then Over the Moon, I know Philip Asu is in it. That's it. That's all I know. That's all I know. Also, there's a there's a content creator. I don't remember her name, but she did a great video uh, constructing discussing Mulan 2020 and how culturally inaccurate it is. 
she eventually did a video about over the moon and it's references among like Asian culture. And I watched some of it. And it's like really interesting. So, so at least there'll be something to say about over the moon, but yeah, who do you think is either one? You're good. Who's going to win between them? Do you think? I think Vivo just cause of the Lin-Manuel thing. Yeah, that's fair. Lin-Manuel Miranda attached to anything compels people. But I feel like nobody watched Vivo. Yeah. But cause Netflix didn't market it. You're not wrong. So it's like they didn't market Texas Chainsaw, the new Texas Chainsaw, but it's a Texas Chainsaw movie. So they didn't need marketing. So. Right. Then we've got legends of Oz, which is a wild card. I'll give you. Yeah. Um, and quest for Camelot. Before we recorded this, I, uh, I was like picking what I would uh, want to win of these. And I, this is the one I did last because I couldn't think of which one would be worse. I think Quest for Camelot's going to be a funnier episode if it does get done. Um, yeah, especially that song where Gary Oldman. Just, oh, like, I have that song memorized. Just like screams about stuff and then does the thing for the Spider-Man musical that Green Goblin does and combines people with elements. <laughs> I have a plan. It involves you. You, Ariana, will bring me to Camelot, and then everything will be mine. He tries to say it's funny. You know he was originally chosen to play Sweeney Todd for the Sam Mendes version of Sweeney Todd? Oh, no. Gary Oldman. It Ooh. wouldn't have worked. Oh, that would not have worked. No, no. Like, Gary Oldman is range, but not that much range. But I think Legends of Oz will take it just on name value, to be honest. Yeah, probably. Also, it uh, has a very interesting history. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd plays a scarecrow. Come on. Yeah. Lee Michelle's in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's great. We all yeah. love her. I think for I, was, I can't think of what the actual story of like the backers and like the producer thing. But, uh, but Musical Hell covers this in yeah. her video on it. So. <laughs> I'm going to try to not tread over the same ground. Spark Notes version. Get Andrew's thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to know more about it now, you can check that out. Also check out our old channel. It's great. Yeah. Musical Hell. She's been musical on our Hell. show quite a bit. She, she should be getting tea soon. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. She shows up to every Patreon meetup. I love um, It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> she is like the first internet friend I've ever had. Like, she's... let me just put it like that. Oh, and yeah. she's stuck around this long. <laughs> she seems like a really sweet person. Like, I would want to talk to her. Be like, Hi. <laughs> I am surprised she has not cut me out of her life yet. <laughs> <Let's>... <laughs> um, Christy's great. Um, yep. Next, um, and I think this is our last last, our last one. It's South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut versus the Lorax. Okay. I Lorax is trash, uh, and it would be funny to talk about. But yeah, but it's by South... Cinco Paul, who did Schmigadoon. Yeah, um, but South Park. <laughs> I don't like South Park. I love it. I love it. But also, I when I was in college, uh, a theater company that my uh, my friends were involved in did a stage version of South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. And my friend yeah, Alistair played uh, Saddam Hussein, and he was amazing. <laughs> I mean, they were amazing. But yeah. But uh, I have a weird attachment to this movie now. But I just really like it. Also, Uncle Fucker alone. Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. But Lorax is funny as hell. Yeah, the Lorax is a lot of fun because I want to go into one cest and all that stuff that the yeah. Sarah Zed did. Also, the uh, "Let It Die" song that was at the end. Yeah, which is how I feel. Which is how sometimes sometimes I just think that in my head. It's like, let it die, let it die, let it shrivel up and die. So, what do you think is going to win each region? So, Hollywood huh. movie musicals. What do you think is going to take that region? That's tough. Hmm. 
I might sing. I think Singing in the Rain is going to take it. It'll either be that or Dr. Doolittle. That's my That answer. or Doolittle. I think Singing in the Rain has a staying power, like, through all these years. I think those will be the ones that will go head-to-head in the end. Um, yeah, totally. All right. Let's say Region 2, which is musician movies. Who do you think is going to take it? No, Region 2 is Disney. Sorry, Disney. You're right. Disney. Um, hmm. It's gonna, I think it's going to be Enchanted. I want it to be Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> like, Popeye is really my... My hope and dream for this. I want it to be Popeye. I think it's going to be Enchanted because Enchanted is amazing. Yeah, um, I love Enchanted, um, but come on, Popeye would be a better episode. Because what do you say about Enchanted aside from it's good? Yeah, it's magical. It's um, a magical movie. Region 3 musician movies. Okay, I want it to be Walk Hard. Not because I want to be on Musical Cheese, because I love that movie. <laughs> but it's probably I'm very, gonna I'm very be attached to it. Purple Rain or A Star is Born. <laughs> I think it's going to be Star is Born. I, I think it's going to get down to Purple Rain versus Star is Born. And then what do you think? If it's a Star is Born versus Singing in the Rain, who wins there? Ooh. Yeah. That's actually really tough. I might, I think people more be compelled by the Star is Born, all of them. That is a very difficult episode to put together. But some people are just like, I like um, Singing in the Rain better than a Star is Born. How dare yeah. you compare these two movies? People would probably be mad if that's like the final lineup. It's like, Ugh. It's really hard. Yeah, I think singing could take it, but I think I the think Star singing. is Born is a deeply compelling episode. I feel like right now it's very one-sided with the brackets, but as it gets down, it'll get very. It's intense. gonna get really tough. And then finally, the animation domination. Um, it would be great if like the Lorax took it. I think it'd be funny if the Lorax took it. I want South Park to take it. I think the Lorax might beat South Park. It it could. I want. I think South Park might win. I think I might campaign with Emily Clark and just get South Park to win. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but if it's South Park versus Enchanted, that Enchanted. Yeah. So all right. So Enchanted wins there, and Singing wins there. And let's say Enchanted versus Singing in the Rain. Singing. So you think by the end of all this, it's gonna end with us just doing a fucking episode on Singing in the Rain, which I, is probably the most boring result of this. I. Pro- people love singing in the rain like it's one of those legendary musicals like ho- old hollywood musicals we all talk about it yeah I it changed the face movie, of though. hollywood musicals in a lot of ways I, I, that movie like it's very dance-based and sometimes i'm just like uh, do we have to like, yeah the Broadway scene... melody goes on for a hair too long a hair <laughs> like five hairs way yeah. too long sometimes i my, fast forward through that my favorite part is like oh we need a new number for the musical and then it just got gotta dance and then 45 minutes later it was like oh that was time or when kazo just does his uh, thing around the set and just like fucks around i like that make him that's laugh a, yeah make him laugh that's a great scene they recreated on glee it was terrible yeah they recreated on family guy and it was terrible <laughs> don't recreate make a laugh seat in people that's for less yeah no. But, I think Singing of the Rain will probably take it, but I think maybe if the Lorax makes it to the end, <laughs> it could win. But let's say hypothetically the Lorax goes up against Enchanted. People are going to be mad that you're even like comparing the two, and then yeah. Enchanted's going to take it. Yeah, people are going to put Enchanted. I, I hope someone like buys a bunch of bots, and then somehow like Pete's Dragon or Darby O'Gill and the little people with. So it just makes like ten fake ten Twitter accounts, like ten different emails, like so many Twitter accounts and so many different emails. They all work together. You know what? That would actually be pretty funny. That'd be. 
We'll just have to see. And you place your votes now. Every day of March, go place your vote. Your vote counts more than the election yeah. in the yeah, tweet, U.S. presidential rates, to be yeah, honest. Tweet what your pick is. Let us know. Yeah, well, who do you think is going to win? A campaign for whatever you want to win in each section. Yeah, campaign for it. We want you to be involved, because really, I, I, I'm not that involved. I just put the, put the stuff out there. Yeah. Exactly. All right, guys, we'll see how it all goes. And maybe we'll do a little payoff thing at the end of March. See where Liz can do like, all right, it was coming in real close here, but they just took it by a hair. So, so I'm, I'm the announcer of a horse race. Is that what this is brackets for? Is that what you do? March Madness? No, that's for? basketball. Oh. Basketball is March Madness. But I thought the seeds were for the horses. You feed the horses seed. <laughs> No, no. Well, no. I've got to go rethink my life, but we'll see you next time. I have to go educate Jess on what sports are. Uh, so when do you get the touchdown in basketball? Oh, you don't. <laughs> I have so much to learn. We'll see you next time on Me and Schools of Cheese. Say goodbye, Liz. See you at the Super Bowl. Yeah! <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.